Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Glee. Aggressive. Is excited to partner with Nettles and Paint. Looking for a unique gift or piece to add to your home? Nettles and Paint specializes in handmade home decor and divination tools. From posters to custom pieces, Nettles and Paint has everything for everyday spooky babes. They're also the exclusive home of the popular indie tarot deck, the RJC Tarot, featuring original digital collage in honor of the artist's college best friend. And now, Nettles and Paint is offering Glee Aggressive fans a special 10% off your first order with the code GLEEK. Visit nettlesandpaint.store to start shopping with code GLEEK. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? special bonus episode of Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky. And that introduction went so much better and we've never had any problems ever before. <laughs> Truly, this is not our second or third take or whatever on this episode alone. We're having a great time. Um, but we yes. are here um, mm-hmm. for perhaps my favorite bonus episode we've ever done. Maybe my piece, favorite piece of content we'll ever create, frankly. <laughs> Um, it's already up there, and we are, we're only 35 seconds We haven't in. even started. I just got the joy of experiencing this. We're here today to talk about something that literally has, I don't think, any connection with Glee at all, which is None. Legally Blonde the Musical. The only connection is that we are welcoming back returning champion Monica Goff to the podcast. Yay! Welcome, welcome Yay. back. This is This is my favorite thing ever as well, so... I yeah. yes. can't. I'm ready to go. <laughs> we promised you a few episodes ago that we would do this, and here we are making good on the promise we probably only made to ourselves. Yeah, this is perhaps, like, the most, um, like, selfish thing we've ever made. This <laughs> and the rent, I mean, aside from the rent one and the entire Cats podcast, yeah. Well, the when we were like Adina Menzel is in both Rent and Glee. Yeah, fair. And fair. they sang Rent songs on Glee. N- okay. None of those things Valid. are true about Legally Blonde the musical. <laughs> right. There is one. I just I just did um a search to see if there's any connection. Like, cause IMDb has that thing that will be like put in two titles and it will show you like um p- people that have been in it like the same six thing. degrees of separation or whatever yeah, yeah. there's a way it's mm-hmm. called like collaborations uh the only right. person who has had credits in both legally blonde the musical the pro shot version at least i can't speak for like all casts ever but the pro shot version that aired on mtv and glee was a man named joseph whitmire who was part of the makeup department good for him so the same person did makeup on both of these so it's we totally valid to talk about it. <laughs> Go off, King. Um, Thank you, Joseph. So yes, we. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're not even here to talk about the 2001 movie starring, like Reese Witherspoon, uh, Jennifer Coolidge, yeah. Luke uh, Luke Wilson, yes. Victor Garber, Holland. Uh, Victor Garber oh, was in Glee. <laughs> Victor Garber was in Glee. Okay, we got one. We got one. <laughs> That's right. There we go. Yes, okay. 
um, suddenly it makes more sense, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's um, it. That's all we needed. <laughs> that's it. Um, that movie did, in fact, come out in 2001 with the aforementioned Ooh. stars. Um, it was definitely a formative experience mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me as, like, an eight-year-old. Um, God, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No wonder they um, all seemed so adults, like, when I watched that movie the first time. Because it was 2001, right? and I was like... yeah. A child, so I'm like, look at yeah. these adults doing very normal adult things. Exactly, <laughs> and meanwhile, now I'm 30, watching Legally Blonde the musical, thinking, oh god, I don't know if I had that energy when I was 21. And that, oh my god, so, the one of the worst days of my life was watching some form of Legally Blonde and going, oh my god, this movie takes place during the senior year of college, and I must have been graduated yeah. from that point and been like, mm-hmm. in my spring semester senior year of, okay well I, I did graduate early so that doesn't count but like my senior year of college I was like not ready to be like I wasn't making engagement plans or yeah like thinking oh about adult which things. like I mean I guess for you not that that's weird but like for you that would make the most sense out of our friend group because you were the one in like a long-term relationship you were the only one <laughs> and we were still children we were like where are we gonna live after this like <laughs> we moved back into uh- Zach's parents house after graduation there was no like right. we're adults now and it's and she wanted to get engaged in the middle of her senior year if, oh yeah if any of our friends had gotten engaged in the middle of college we would like, have been like we would have are you okay? torn them a new asshole what's wrong what's happening <laughs> yeah Is someone being okay deported? as someone who went like... to college in utah okay okay different speak on it speak on it, it. i'm gonna speak on it um uh, I, the amount of people that got married while I was in college uh, or engaged, um, yep. uh, shocking, shocking. I was like, I won't have to experience this for another couple years. Um, and since I left Utah, I really haven't. I haven't been to a wedding yeah. since. So I'm like, this is, uh, you're just really ready to, really ready to do it. Um, I so mean, I, I like, know yeah, there's like, that makes sense. There's, there's like a precedent, especially in like, more southern colleges christian colleges perhaps Mm. of like ring by spring like that's a known Mm. thing but this is like ucla this is a this is a cosmopolitan place this is a coastal elite school yeah right (laughs) and with that um a brief history of the musical itself. Um, as we all know, the movie was produced by Ben Platt's father, Mark Platt. Um, I read like oh the 20th God. anniversary. Yeah, I, I read the 20th like anniversary like feature in the New York Times about it, and like they had no idea who their L was going to be. Like at one point, they thought maybe Britney Spears, just because Mark Platt's kids, LOL, loved her. Oh. Um, then they adapted this movie for a musical. And there were a couple workshops in, like, the mid-aughts. Fun fact, Carrie Butler was an L. Oh. Annalie Ashford, who plays Margot in the movie, or in the musical, mm-hmm. and thereby the MTV recording, was uh, an L in the workshops, and she understudied L. Yep. Um, but this, apparently, from, like, an interview I listened to on a podcast years ago, L became, uh, was, play- was Laura Bell Bundy mm-hmm. was picked mm-hmm. to be L. And part of that was because Jerry Mitchell, who was the choreographer and director of this, of Legally Blonde the Musical, was also the choreographer on Hairspray, knew Laura Bell, saw her in Wicked when she was standby Glinda for Kristen Chenoweth to see if she could carry a show. Mm -hmm. So 
that was kind of the impetus and i looked up old laura bell clips of like her in wicked very good yeah highly recommend makes it, she's like, very talented a ton of sense like obviously yeah and so she stars as l woods in legally blonde the musical alongside christian borrell as emmett current equity president kate schindel as uh vivian no shit Look, really give give this girl a tony just from like her first She's two lines i'm like this girl miss america yeah miss North america Western 96 graduate? i think like, like come on come on <laughs> yeah the show had an out-of-town tryout in san francisco in february of 2007 and then pretty quickly transferred to broadway opened in april 2007 ran for about a year and a half closed in uh october 2008 played almost 600 performances played 900 595 performances excuse me and um as you may remember um laura bell was uh seceded uh her replacement was one Haley banks from Bail- the Bailey hanks holy shit <laughs> justice for bailey hanks so from close me. i'm so sorry um Haley banks is also a perfectly reasonable name it's just wrong <laughs> what am i doing um laura bell was was replaced by bailey hanks the winner of legally blonde the search for l woods yeah. um which also featured uh, her understudy, Autumn Hurlbert, who ended up having, like, a great Broadway career, as well as, like, mm-hmm. na- people a that are names, names now. Like, yeah. like Lena, Lena Hall, Hall was, yeah. was one of them. Lauren Zacharin. Um, and then uh, the show was nominated for seven Tony Awards, ten do- Drama Desk Awards, and won none of them. Yeah, Sorry. well, well, honestly, it's, it's probably fair. <laughs> and, um, look, outside of that, like... We typically go beat by beat in our Glee episodes. We could go song by song, which I'm sure is what we'll do. But, like, at the end of the day, I feel like we're just going to be, like, just chit-chatting about this. What I can only describe as the definition of chaotic good. So, do you guys... So, here's here's what I have to, like, say about about this show is... Yes. um, I cannot talk about this show objectively, right? Like... If you were to be like, can you review this show? I'd be like, no, because my feelings about it are too tied up in, like, my own emotions. And so I can't (laughs) ever view this show with, like, a critical lens. Because Mm -hmm. everything... So, to get, like, a little emotional, everything about this show is, like, weirdly tied into my relationship with my grandmother. Because she she definitely TiVo'd the pro shot for me, like... When I came over one weekend, she's like, look what I found that was playing on TV. And I was like, great. So I watched it. And I'm like, I'm obsessed with this now because I live in rural Massachusetts. We don't get to go. You don't get to go see theater. So having this was also the, apparently the first ever show to be shown as a pro shot while it was still playing, like still running mm-hmm. on Broadway. That's not a thing people do. MTV right. was wild, and they were like, let's do it, I don't care. So then yeah. we watched the, sh- the Search for Elle Woods together. Like, she T-voted all of those, too, and I'd go over to her house, and we'd watch the Search for Elle Woods, and it culminates in my birthday present that in lieu of, like, having a sweet 16 or something, me and my grandmother t- had a- took a trip to New York. I think it might have been the same trip where she took me to get my hair dyed for the first time, so I looked like Mary Jane Watson from the Spider-Man movies. And we went to go see Legally Blonde the Musical with Bailey Hanks in it because it was after the search for Hell Woods had happened. So this is the wow. first Broadway show I ever saw. It was like the biggest deal in the world to me. 
Um, definitely made it so I had a crush on Christian Borle. Um, Correct. Not necessarily as a person, but as as Emmett, maybe mm-hmm. specifically. It, I think it's a lot to do with, like, the, the elbow patches, like... <laughs> and, and also, totally. I, had the, same, I had the like, same exact thought. <laughs> he didn't have, like, a huge career at this point. It's not like I was looking around. Like, you couldn't go watch him in other things, necessarily. So it was mm-hmm. just like, this is who this man is. So it holds such a large place in my heart, and I will never, ever let it go. Monica, what's your history with the show? <sighs> um, where do I even start? <laughs> um, the original Broadway cast album came out when I started to, like, really get serious about, like, theater. Um, and by serious, I mean, you know, I was, like, 12. So I was like, this so is, serious. Yeah. This is like, this is, I love this, and I'm going Absolutely. to devote every waking moment to this. Um, so I have had the whole thing memorized probably since I was 12. Um, and Hell phenomenal. Yeah. I just like, I, this is one of those shows where I feel like I can spout off fun facts about every single person in it, uh, whether they're actually interesting or not. Like, um, I was really obsessed with Annalie Ashford after watching the pro shot. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, in seventh grade, when you do those, um, those projects where you carry around an egg, like it's your child for yeah. a month, I named it Annalie after her because good. why not? Um, as you should. Yeah, you needed yeah. to nurture her. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I just, I fucking love the show. I also can't look at it objectively at all just cause I'm, no. it just brings me to like my most core musical theater loving uh like whatever is inside me that's like i love musicals this is this is the most raw of it all (laughs) the way people say nowadays like x didn't need to go this hard but they did for you like that's this show (laughs) That's, like, I feel like this show was the impetus of all that because, like, mm-hmm. this show, like, this show did not have to work. Like, no. did this need to be a musical? I don't know, mm-hmm. but I'm so glad it is because it is just, like, it, like, you need a big, fun, bubblegum mm-hmm. musical to break up all mm-hmm. of, like, the capital A art right? in the world. Yeah. And I, well, like, people, reviewers did not like this show. Like, critics no. were, like... No, it's too much. And I'm like, that's really the point, though? And I think it's yeah. one of, like, the first... I might be totally rock-based, because I don't... I didn't look it up. But it feels like one of the first movie-to-show adaptations that really kind of worked and, like, set the scene for suddenly there to be 800,000 movie-to-show yes. adaptations. Yes. And I feel like not all of them have succeeded. And this one, like, it ran for a decent amount of time. But there's ones that have done worse. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. I don't think any... I can't think of any that have had, like, the legacy that this one That's, has. Maybe yeah. it's because it had the reach of MTV. Yeah. But, like, mm. even outside of that, like, of course there's the Courtney break... Break your take. Of course there's the Courtney take your break meme. Yep. That, like, mm-hmm. is infamous. But, like, man, I, I can't think of another, like, adapted musical yeah. that, like, has really had the impact. But this is also, like... And people talk about this a lot, too. They're like, theater's so much for young adults now. Like, when did theater become a, a space right. for, mm. for teens? And this was, like, start because, like, MTV showed it on MTV. 
Like, this was a show for teens. This was a show for young people. It wasn't a show that you were going to go and be like, wow, I have so many feelings about high art. It was like, my daughter wants to go see this, so I guess she loves Mm -hmm. Reese Witherspoon, and we'll go see this, too. I will say, do all parts of this show hold up when you try to watch them in 2022? God, no. No. (laughs) No. No. And we know We'll get into it. We all know that it doesn't all hold up. You know, we've grown. Yeah. Um, it was based on source material from 2001 and then, like, premiered in 2007. Mm-hmm. That's a long time ago. That's a long time ago. There's a pretty solid, like, 20% of the notes that I wrote down while I was watching this that are like, this is a dated reference. Uh, <laughs> 100%. I don't even sure I know who Richard Simmons like, is. Yeah. Yo, we'll get into that because I have a fun fact about <laughs> yeah. that line. Um, anyway, so right at the top, we got, oh my God, like the opening number of like opening numbers for mm. tweens and teens alike. National Treasure, Annalie Ashford opening the show for us. God bless. Um, like, fun fact um, Leslie Kritzer Rodriguez was the original Serena, the cheerleader. Yeah. Um, like, don't know why she wasn't here, but, like, shout out to Tracy J. Edwards, who, like, did a killer job on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that Serena track, not just because Jewish visibility, but because of the calendar montage later oh God, on. Absolutely. Where, like, she, where so she, like holds up a menorah during Christmas yeah. time. So fucking funny. <laughs> yes. um, like, you have Annalie Ashford, like, being full-on dog handler with Bruiser coming in controlling him to bark and not and meanwhile bruiser is freaking the fuck out because even given like a regular show night i'm sure bruiser has not been exposed to this much energy ever this Mm -hmm. show taught me so much about like theater tricks because the thing with the pro shot is like everything's so much closer than you're meant to be for a theater so Mm -hmm. you like spend the whole thing never be like why is there this carpet on the ground and then a fucking dog runs out onto it and you're like the carpet is what they use to get the dog there. And you're like, holy shit, the magic of theater, but also the technical side of it. And you watch on like do the hand motions. You're like, I understand how things work now. Makes you feel like a scientist where you're like, I'm discovering how you do things. 100%. And like, speaking of like theater magic, the whole, um, the moment where they're like, Hey guys, she's not here. She's at the old Valley mall. Mm -hmm. And they, you have the one girl that's like, hey, wait for me. And then she slides down the fire pole. And, like, she goes from being, like, in a face mask and, like, bathrobe to being in, like, a full, like, cheerleader yes. outfit. Like, how? How? Here's the thing. I know it's probably simple, but, like, brilliant. I believe that might be two people. The thing, this opening number has two iconic quick changes. There's that one, and then yes. there's yes. Elle's quick change in the dressing yes. room. And the thing about the pro shot that like link that you sent Ian the one that I think is most available on YouTube is they cut out the bumpers that MTV did between commercial breaks where mm-hmm. MTV was like backstage and was like um doing fun little facts so like there's a scene of like here's how they do Elle's quick change dress right I remember that yeah and it's that's magnets I don't remember how they show they I think they show the like fire pole one and I think it might mm. just be two different people which that's the most obvious yeah but kind of thing yeah yes Um, i was waiting i'm like waiting for those bumpers where you learn all about the fun facts in between i'm like oh i guess they aren't part of the show and i have to look but like 
but speaking of that second quick change, because of course we're at the Courtney take a break <laughs> mark of the show, which look the supercut. You can't do a Chef's half kiss. loop mm-hmm. stitch on China Silk. It'll pucker. It'll pucker. It'll pucker. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to interrupt you one more time, which is when you're watching this instead of listening to it. When she says, Courtney, take your break, excuse her, she hasn't been well, you can hear, like, Laura Bell Bundy's mic really clearly pick up, oh, she hasn't been well. She hasn't been well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes me so laugh, good. like, that you can, the vamping is yes. much so more. Good. Good. Oh, she hasn't it's been so well. so good. Also, I love that piece of, like, they gather around her, they do the quick change, it's clearly a dress beneath a dress, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then they all part ways. And it's like Laura Bell, Elwood's like dead center going, oh my god, oh my god, you guys. But like right behind her, just in like vague vague shadows, is the clerk with the old dress just like walking away. And then she gets onto the set piece and the set piece lowers her into the ground. Yes. Amazing. Um, also, um, I know like I've always watched this show and been like, ah, uh, there's Kate, the nerd of the sorority. And I've always identified yes. with her the most. I'm like, yeah. Love her. Love she her. She truly is the glue of this sorority. She really She's the is. one that's keeping Elwood's on track. She's the one saying, you don't mm-hmm. get to party if you want if you want what you really want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you really want it. Went a little Sondheim there. But mm-hmm. we then have Richard H. Blake as Warner. And this is where I wrote down, like, this show is cast perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe it was Telsey, of course. But, like, Laura Bell Bundy as Elwood's, no fucking duh. Yeah. Richard Blake as Warner of course. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, Annalie Ashford as uh, Margot. Perfect. Christian Borle as Emmett. Like, chef's kiss. Beautiful. Casting choice. <laughs> then we get the serious number. Got big 80s power, bad- power ballad energy. The, like, the physical comedy in this number is amazing. Because, yeah, yeah like, Warner's walking around with just singing with his whole chest out. Like, I am important. This is my moment. And then Laura Bell Bundy's, like, face and physical acting in this is just top-notch. She's doing mm-hmm. so much with her, her body movements even when she's not singing, and it's it's so good. This is the point yeah. of the show where I was like, oh, that's right. They're 21. Mm-hmm. They're like, yes. they, can, they can barely order wine at this restaurant. Like, I know. They're, it's nuts to me. But I also think that this is, like, I don't know. This is one of the, 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 I think it just sets up Elle's, like, character arc so well. She's like, she's like letting Warner lead. She's like, I'm, I'm following him. I'm following him. And, like, she, uh, spoiler alert, learns that that has to change. And, like, oh, it's just, it's perfect. I love it so much. And, like, they both sound amazing Mm -hmm. in this, like, I mean, in this performance, but, like, in this show, like, it is so beautifully tailored to their voices. Um, I also wrote, Warner's definitely a Republican, isn't he? Oh, anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they talk about the Kennedys. Yeah, but that's more can- of, like, a status thing than a... Right, exactly. Than a religious, um, religious affiliation. Political affiliation. Right. <laughs> we don't I mean, know if Warner is Catholic. I mean, <laughs> Right. We can only assume. But, yeah, here's the um, circling back to the Richard Simmons line. Yes. So, yes. fun fact, and I don't, I haven't confirmed this yet 100%. So, when Paul Regano, friend of the show, mm-hmm. friend of our own, was doing this show out, like, in some, like, little regional theater in Indiana, mm-hmm. apparently they changed the line to from 
I'm from Malibu, I'm not necessarily trailer trash, Richard Simmons is our neighbor, to I'm not exactly trailer trash, Ryan Seacrest is our neighbor. Interesting. And <laughs> the powers that be, like, because you have to do some sort of, like, audit or whatever mm-hmm. on the show before you go up, the powers that be apparently loved that change, and it might be a script change now. Really? I think that I, it might be. I Again, like, I have to oh, have this confirmed, right. mm-hmm. but that's the story that Paul told me, where, like, because Richard Simmons, that like, made sense so in maybe works. 2001, yeah. mm-hmm. maybe 2007, but Ryan Seacrest Makes now, perfect. Well, that's not mm-hmm. the yeah. only celebrity update from the movie to the show, because, like, jumping mm-hmm. ahead a little bit, when, um, in the movie, when Ella's introducing herself at Harvard, she says, and I talked Cameron Diaz out of buying, a, like, mm-hmm. this truly heinous item, and in here... It is now Beyonce. So yes. they updated a little bit from 2001 to 2007, and there could be that there could be further updates from 2007 to beyond. We then have, like, the... Like, when you cut back to, um, like, the, the sorority house, mm-hmm. and, like, someone just enters with a bag of Milky Ways. Brilliant. And then, like, so they cool. have this, like... Maybe it's an age so well, but, like, they have a little, like, slut-shaming they bit do? where they're all just, like, pointing fingers at each other. And it's like slut shaming is not funny, but like this bit was hilarious. This is, um, yeah, I do. That was when I was like, "Oh right, this is written a while ago." Right. We don't do that anymore. But spring break, Cabo. Cabo. <laughs> so like, this is when like they get a lot of her room with magazines because yes, magazines, and she sees <laughs> Warner's older brother in Town and Country. With mm-hmm. his new wife, Muffy. And she's like, this is who I have to be. Um, I just, I need yeah. to point out a plot hole here. I hope it's the same plot hole that I'm about to point out. Okay. Go, how, go, go. How is Warner, Warner Huntington the third, but his brother is Peyton yes. Huntington the fourth? You nailed I, it. I, I feel like we've uncovered a Huntington family scandal here. Um... That or um, no one caught that before. <laughs> that or no one understands how naming conventions work because you can't have mm-hmm. one brother be the fourth and another brother be the third unless they have two different dads. Who is Peyton? Where did he yeah. come from? <laughs> or do they just have two dads and they're just like oddly progressive it's for actually, this like really? You know what? You're all right. a polyamorous family. Yeah. Very well. They're like oddly progressive for but they're also Republicans very in 2007. And they need to pass down all their boy names. Yeah. Yes. I was like, I'm sure someone was like, wouldn't it be funny if all of these sons had the blank after their names? But I'm like, you can't. Right. This one can't be the fourth, and then this one be the third. No, no, no. <laughs> Unless they went like, oh, like, what if the mom is Peyton? I've, I know I've met women named Peyton. Yeah. Right. That's not a family that believes in women's rights. No, you're right. Touche. <laughs> oh man. Remember juicy tracksuits? Yes. Because that's all I could think about during what you want was just like the chokehold those had over suburban America. I feel like they're like, coming I... back, right? Like what? everything they, else they're... from that era mm-hmm. is coming back, so I assume the juicy tracksuit's right around the corner. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it on Instagram. I don't want it, but I've seen it. It's Oof. there. It's coming. Oh no. <laughs> I do I do want the spin-off for uh Kate the 174 LSAT girl. 
Yeah. Um, I want to know what her life is like. I want to know how she got into this sorority. I want to know mm-hmm. what she's doing here. Um, mm-hmm. You can call yeah. her black sheep, although it does seem like genuinely like they all love her and she's part of the family. Yeah. Like, she's not an right. outcast she, I, within the sorority. She's just got slightly different priorities, perhaps. Or she's just really fucking smart and great at partying and studying at the same time. Mm-hmm. Girl who can do both. Mm-hmm hilarious to have like the like freeze frame of Annalie Ashford just groping a dude this um, show loves freeze frames this show loves freeze this frames show mm-hmm. loves them can't get enough this show loves freeze frames and good-looking people in tight clothes because yeah. like <laughs> everyone everyone except like the four straight men characters in the show just like skin tight so the the man who does the rapping in in this song yes. is Andy Carl. So he is also the same Whoa. guy playing both Kyle and also Dewey. Um, yeah. Uh, but his I didn't clock that that was him. It, this is the first time ever watching this, and I think it's because I had to know I was going to be talking about it, where I realized, like, figured out some of the tracks for people that mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this track mm-hmm. includes all these roles. His name... His character name when in this number is Grandmaster Chad. <laughs> okay, here's the thing with this. Yes. Here's the thing with this. I appreciate they could have they could have made this whole beat so much more problematic than they did. And mm-hmm. I feel like if you're gonna have a rapping white guy, make it Grandmaster Chad wearing That's four right. different scarves in four different places. Yeah. And mm-hmm. turn like Jamaican me crazy in like approach that with the least problematic way you possibly could with an all-white cast like yeah. thank you for doing that much yeah because this could have been so much worse it could have been worse and it's not great it could have been worse oh but it could have been worse <laughs> right and 2007 was definitely a year of like hey check out that white dude rapping ironically yeah. isn't that keen well that's awesome. grandmaster chad here for you <laughs> holy shit but also, I did like I did play like Spot L's mom throughout yep. the show with my roommate. Yeah. You could see she's her also pop up Courtney. In places. She's also Courtney. Yeah, she's also Courtney. Oh, she's mom also is, Courtney. It is Courtney, mom, Whitney, and then ensemble. Wow. The oh, range. Man, I forgot that. The, the range. range. Of so many of these ensemble, like yeah. geez, like this number alone was exhausting. They had to, like, they all flew here on JetBlue. They had to make a whole costume for that three-second pilot. Yeah. pilot. Yeah. This number is so. Yeah. This number has three sea changes in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's one number. Um, also, this is the site of uh, the infamous 175 versus 179 debate of 2010 between me and Jenna Kate Karn when we were freshman roommates. I was convinced that the score L got on her LSATs was 179. Uh, I was incorrect, so there's like a video somewhere of us singing it to each other, and then me singing the wrong one, and she's like, five, and I'm like, nine, and she's like, no, I was wrong, it was 175. Was it 179 in the movie? Yeah, I think so. I think L's slightly smarter in the movie. Regardless, I, I was always under the impression until literally yesterday that, like, this was, like, the minimum that she needed to get into Harvard. Yeah. Um, but I looked it up, and that's a really good score. I'm sorry. Yeah. There are people being annoying outside, but, um, yeah, 175 is, like, really good. Yeah. Out of what? Out of 180. Yeah. Oh, 175 that's why is, yeah. is the 
is the average that of right like, Harvard, uh, like entering law school students. Yeah. So yeah, if El if El Woods had gotten a one seventy nine on her LSATs, she would have been like, she would have basically aced the LSATs, which yes. is maybe not realistic. So fair enough. <laughs> sure, sure, mm-hmm. yeah, but. Oh my god, this number, like, not only the three scene changes, but all the costume changes, all of the dance breaks, this show is, like, mm-hmm. 45% dance breaks. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I'm exhausted watching them, and this is coming from someone who, like, was raised to, like, do this shit. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's a tap dance to legal jargon. Um, like, so, there's, like, on lists. this sounds- God lifts yeah. there's like west african dancing like there's every this show has everything um has everything thank you in the soundtrack they just go straight they cut out most of the legal jargon dance number so mm-hmm. i've forgotten about the thing that made me laugh so hard was when she goes time for my cross and then like yeah. crosses the stage yeah. and i was like this is the funniest visual joke i've seen in a very long time <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then right after that, I have Enter Emmett Forrest, Christian Borel. Remember when he cheated on Sutton Foster for Laura Bell Bundy? Okay, here's the thing. I Googled this literally right before we started recording, so I was like, I know we're going to have to talk about this. Um, right. Yes, I do. And, like, what what can you do? Um Unsubstant- mm-hmm. Like, Christian Borel fans will come for you if you say that this happens, so there's a lot of- We have to put a big fat allegedly on there, or else we're gonna get canceled. Allegedly, yes. This allegedly happened. Mm-hmm. But here's the facts. Christian Borel and Sutton Foster are no longer married. <laughs> yes. And they're friends. They, so. they are yeah. friends. And they're friends. They yeah. get along. They both did the- They did the uh, Gilmore Girls remake thing together. They did! Together. That's right. Um, um, it wasn't good, but they did it. Um- yeah, they were there. And you know, um, Christian Borle and Laura Bell-Bendy, they, they got a lot of chemistry in this show. They got they a lot do, of chemistry. They, it's they, hard not to, it, to fall right in love with that man. So It's really it's, hard. Look, look, never forget the Twitter account Christian Borle's arms after the Peter Pan Live mm, special that makes sense. happened. Because that's when we're all like, oh, Christian Borle is ripped. I missed ripped. that. I missed that. Yo. Like... Peter Pan Live was not good, like, but everybody, the entire theater community broke Christian over Borle's Christian Borle's biceps. Look, the man's attractive. Mm-hmm. I have, I don't like, really care for the show Something Rotten. Nothing against it, just never really got there, but this is an attractive man in that one, too. Mm-hmm. Except this time he's got a beard. Dude, dude understands the assignment. I saw him in um, Peter and the Starcatcher. Mm-hmm. He deserved that fucking Tony. He yeah. ate that shit. I... I fucking love Christian Borle. I am a Christian Borle fan. Yeah. Like, I'm one of you guys. Don't come no. for me. Even if um, you cheated on Stan. Um, Stan. Also, can we appreciate the fun thing that this... It was started in the movie. They do in the show. That it is Elle Woods and Emmett Forrest, which are a hilarious mm-hmm. little pair of names. That's just fun. Fun yeah. little joke. Mm-hmm. Forrest yeah. and Woods. I don't think I've ever... Like, clocked that? that yeah. Before. Yeah. Um, he was also in uh, America's Willy Wonka musical. So, yes. That's his cross to bear. That's right. Right. Um, he's had some very... He and Sutton have had some very interesting career choices. He's, like, he's the perfect this little everyman. He's got that that tall, disheveled mm-hmm. look. You can't go wrong. Yeah. He's wearing tweed like, elbow patches. 
he he definitely has the Luke Wilson of Broadway energy. He does. Except <laughs> like, I, I I take a Christian Burl over a Luke Wilson any day. I, mm-hmm. I don't blame you. Um, I love that Harvard <laughs> is Earth tones. I love that everyone at Harvard wears yes. only Earth tones. Yes. Like, the costume mirrors, like, I mean, like, the whole color palette in general, but especially the costuming, like, Understood they did the, the work. Understood the assignment. Um, the pompous dude is the boss from Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. No shit. Which I love. Um. Yeah, he's, like, Danny Michael Davis, uh, I think, is the name. He gets to drive yeah. the golf cart later. And I was like, yes. good for him. He, right? There's, like, not a single princess track in this show. No. Um, Mm-mm. and then you have, um, Natalie Joy Johnson as Enid. Yep. Just belting over everybody you can just hear her over everybody this is the show where i learned the word phallocentric yes, yes. like it really sticks also to like, the phallocentric war machine especially because like to note because we were watching the like the in conjunction with the hills mtv like lyric sing-along version yeah. like that i think that was when i saw <laughs> phallocentric for the first time right you get to see it written out <laughs> Um, on MTV. I haven't been able to confirm this, so I might have dreamed it, but I swear, and I could have sworn it was in this pro shot, but that because this is the one, the sing-along with the lyrics, I could have sworn in Enid's verse when she says only women have the guts to take it back, that it spelled it like women with a Y, so as to not be like, well, man, it was, mm. but I haven't, it wasn't in this, maybe it's I in see. like the, it might be in like the book if you buy the lyric, the, the CD, and it comes with the lyric book, it might be there. Right. Um, Fascinating. That's ju- that would have been, that was just a detail that makes a lot of sense, but I might have made it up, so less ideal. All right. Love it. Love it either way. If it's not already a script um, change, make it a script change. It should be. Maybe I, I might have been. Make it a script change. Hello? I might have been that bitch who got, like, the script, like, the score as, like, a book to read. <laughs> once and that might have been where i found it so who among us has not done that with the music? you don't just casually um, request the score through your local library and your loan system and then you're like oh right i can't read music but it's still fun to look at all we have we also have the entrance of president kate motherfucking shindle mm-hmm. who deserves a tony for her first like two lines alone i will say it before i'll say it again i will say it for the rest of my life um just being in like meetings with her is just kind of like ooh. We have the um, we have the iconic "You got into Harvard, what, what like, like it's, it's hard?" hard. line, mm-hmm. um, as well as "Oh, Warner, I totally forgot you go here." Right. <laughs> <laughs> and like you have the first uh, the first iteration of Woods, comma L. Mm-hmm. Remember yes. that. Yeah. We got, of course, we have Blood in the Water with Callahan's entrance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, all I can think of was, like, 2007, they must have thought using the Miranda rights as an entry yeah. line. Oh, my God. Yeah. For a musical theater character. They probably celebrated that one. They probably all went out to the bar mm-hmm. after that day just mm-hmm. to celebrate that Big sequence. Big old pat on the back. Mm-hmm. They're like, we did it, guys. Yes. Law, mm-hmm. we understand it. We understand. Um, but, like, to be fair, they totally could have had Victor Garber do yeah. this role right 100%. here right now 100 yeah like he still could yeah he, he still, still could. could victor revive oh, legally love that guy. still bring in victor garber yes we have our sort of like look for the blood in the water that's kind of the right. one of the central messages and like the way that kate Chindle just says no i'd throw her out it's not very perfect. girl boss ever um perfect this is every girl boss ever this is the uh only lyric change from the soundtrack to this pro shot that I noticed. Yes. And I was wondering if it was an MTV mm-hmm. thing 
because during the first of um, not Victor Garber's Professor Callahan's like hypothetical scenarios about the grandmother who is gets scammed by someone and he's like oh I won't take that case he's like no because you're dealing with broke grandma in the soundtrack it is your guy goes free and he can get you high and laid and in this they just said and he can even get you laid so I wonder if MTV was like we can't say we get people don't get high weed standards and practices was combing through that script and that score and that's the only thing that didn't make the cut as far as I can remember was on Mm. the hunt but you can't say get high I guess right I mean not in not in 2007 or 2008 whenever this was 2007 I believe is when this was filmed also I can't believe Harvard can't spring for real desks where someone put your laptop on look that was I had some notes on that kind of thing like those like I get like scene design you kind of have to like make like you make Mm -hmm. it theatrical but it's Harvard. Come Imagine on. sitting more money through than a God. lecture that's at least an hour, and your laptop is perched precariously Just on your lap the whole time. On your lap, and yeah. You're like, oh God, yeah. I have to type so many notes. <laughs> you're like, how much money did I pay per semester for this? Right. Mm-hmm. Trick question. They're all legacy. It's a scam. Um, mm-hmm. But we cut to this Greek chorus, like keep it positive number. Yes. After we learn that, like um, Warner is now with Vivian. Like my biggest note here, I didn't have a whole lot of notes on this song just because, like, I was just watching it the yeah. entire time, like, just in complete awe, because, again, massive, massive production number, like, not even halfway through the first act. Mm-hmm. And all I could think was, they had to make everyone's costumes but, but in white. white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This number mm-hmm. and, like, this scene previous really made me think, like, this seems like a really fun show to be ensemble for. It seems like mm-hmm. a fun ensemble show to do, like, right. all of it. Because especially if you're, like, if you have a good director that makes use of a good ensemble, like, you're not bored. No. You are doing shit. Like, you're, like no one in the show is resting. No. And then And then I wrote, ah, yes, the collective white girls be rapping section followed by a collective <laughs> shake your junk. Yeah. He's not, also like the line, he's not even here. He left while we were shaking junk. Shaking junk. That's, that, lives, that, like, lives in my head rent free. This is Harvard, not a stripper bar. Mm. Oh man! They, this is a uh, there. This is a second instance where I notice a joke about murder. Um, mm. there, there's the they say kill her in the yeah. last one, and then in earlier, um, after Warner breaks up with her, I can't remember which one of the the chorus it is, but she says, "I think he should be shot." It's like I'm oh, like, right. you know what? That that type of hyperbole is so appropriate um yep. and definitely informed my <laughs> sense of humor i think oh man that was the sense of humor of the time Killer. like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. he broke up with you i'll take him out back and shoot yeah, him let's look at the shuffles. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like now on tiktok that would be like unalive right well you can't <laughs> so then enter orfe is that how you say it closest thing what is that how you say her name yeah. I've been saying it Orpha in my head for my entire life. My entire adult human life. She's been Orpha. I get that. And I'm like, I get that. Yes. Um, but Orpha, I would say that she is the closest thing we have to a musical Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. Yes. Like, I wrote down, she, it's, like, it's hard to fill her shoes, but yeah. she does it. Yeah. But she she does, does it. it. Like, again, perfect casting here. Yeah. She's been on TikTok. She'd keep showing up on my For You page. 
of like just like having yeah go follow her having like and she's like has some memories she's talking about like like back in the legally blonde days she's still very much like here to talk about the show which i love also love that she is married to the ups guy or at least yes. most of the time i think she still is so i love that for her no yeah she's a powerhouse in this yeah yeah andy carl he earned his stripes mm-hmm. um I so my my first Broadway show that I saw was Wicked and it was Andy Carl as Fiero and my ass Tracks. was dying. I was like, that's Kyle. It's Kyle. He's here. <laughs> there he is. And that's all I'll ever know him as. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, what are you doing up there? Shouldn't you be delivering some packages? <laughs> my only like critique of this show is if if they were braver, there would be a lot more Boston accents in it. Like, really, <laughs> yes. Christian Borel should be rocking this whole show with a Boston oh my accent. God. Yes, he's from Roxbury. Oh, yes, I like, think the only one you really like... hear is like is Chutney later on. You hear Chutney, and that's or right. yeah. one. Paula has one. Like it shows up in a couple times. Oh yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. you can hear her doing it. The supply closet. Yeah, um. it's uh, it's called Celtic <laughs> moods. Like yeah. Uh, Celtic moods, yo, the Celtic moods thing sent me because for some reason I have such a fascination with Enya. Okay, this is an Enya Stan account. This whole thing. This is an Enya Stan account. <laughs> Hashtag get that Enya in ya. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, let's not go that far. But like, that's from that's from Bob's Burgers. But that I, makes sense. I heard it once, and I like that oh lives rent free in my head. Um, that was one but, of my yeah. family's favorite CDs. Was Enya? We'd all like put it on the and the play throughout the house, and we're all listening to Only Time, just having a great Look, time. There was one day in college where like someone just started singing that, and then like <laughs> the night everyone's nightmare. Imagine like twelve theater kids in the middle of a cafe just remixing Only Time by Enya at the top of their dumbass lungs. God, we were insufferable. I don't say. need to imagine. I, I know that feeling. <laughs> Probably need to listen to Enya after this too. Nice. <laughs> same. Oh man. Um. Same. Um. But also the Ireland song fully slaps. Yeah. Beautiful song. It's not so long good. enough, in my opinion. So good. And you know what? I it didn't also didn't occur to me until this recent watch that this is like incredible customer service from Paulette. Yeah. yeah. They literally just met. And she was like, no, 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 no. I'm not giving you a haircut. I'm giving you life advice. No. And you are going to go mm-hmm. do your thing. They You're met your five man. minutes ago. It's insane. Yes. I do love um, Elle's line, oh, no, she's a constipated polo shirt with a mousy brown bob. Mm. Perfect. Beautiful. Um, also probably makes up for the fact that um, later on in the costume party scene, she doesn't say the frigid bitch line. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, which... I mean, that was an iconic line from the movie. Um, I also love that Vivian and, like, I think it might also be Elle's mom, like, as a... <laughs> yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, because that's Whitney, that's Whitney. <laughs> that's Whitney, it is um, Elle's mom. <laughs> they're just, they don't even get their hair done. They just walk into that <laughs> salon, say, we're having a party, Sorry. invite Elle, quote-unquote, yeah. and then mm-hmm. leave. That's the only function that they serve here. They're not here to get their hair done or to buy anything. They're just here mm-hmm. for exposition and context. Yep. Um, um, so this next scene is why I have costume party anxiety. Like, oh, I, I don't believe blame you. it stems from viewing the movie in 2001, but there's always a part of me, anytime someone's like, 
this is a theme party, show up in this themed outfit where I'm like, I'm about mm-hmm. to get on woods. I'm about to show up mm-hmm. in my costume and no one else there has done it and I'm about to, and I won't be able to handle it with the grace of an Elle Woods. I'll be like, I have to go home and die. <laughs> so How did you survive college? Because that's all our parties were. Ian, I will tell you how, which is I had to spend, I had to ask someone at least twice, are you sure that this is a costume party? And I had to show up with a minimum of four other people also in costume so it could be a thing. In fact, okay. There was a okay. there was a pajama party, not even like, a, like a pajama party that we spent an entire afternoon worrying about being like, what do you wear to a pajama party? What's the right line between pajama like somebody would sleep in and like party attire that still I remember reads that. pajama? Mm-hmm. Are we all gonna really do this? Is everyone committing to it? Like, should we bring a change of clothes just in case? Like, I remember that. Yeah, you can't be the only person going to the party. You have to have at least one minimum, like ideally. Four other people with you so it becomes right it's a choice not a fuck you mm-hmm. <laughs> um but we have our iconic bunny costume yep. here and the whole humiliation bit where she somehow just owns this like good for mm-hmm. Elle woods and mm-hmm. the dignity of it all i mean she so- walks in clearly sees that she's been duped and does not immediately turn around she walks in with her like her head held high goes right up to warner and is like mm-hmm. welp i'm here and she doesn't. And she knows even, she looks good. She doesn't even throw Vivian under the bus at all. Like she doesn't no. like go in and be like, "Oh, she told me that I had to wear this. Isn't that embarrassing?" Like she just is just talks to him. She just and I'm like, "That's yeah, yeah, perfect." <laughs> because like, Elle Woods is about women supporting women. Yes, which she says early on. Yeah, Vivian at the beginning of the show is not women supporting women. But you know, we grow, we change, we grow. we, we yeah, anamorph. Um, yes. Um, and we, I mean, we exchange the, um, when I dress as a frigid bitch, I try not to look so constipated line to, I see you dressed as last year's sample sale. Yeah. Cool. Fine. It's a pretty solid burn. I won't lie. It yeah. is. I mean, like, Elwood's had a solid burn both ways there. Like, That's two true. for two. Mm-hmm. However, like, I don't think I got the, uh, going and going and going Energizer and it, Bunny reference 15 years ago that, oh, um. Oh, no. Yeah. It's not um, 15 years ago. I had it today, but... <laughs> right. Did not get it um, back then. Uh, can't have a Playboy Bunny uh, empowerment moment without some glorious Steinem. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Having Enid, uh, basically sicking Enid on Vivian. Yep. Um, like, are you calling Gloria Steinem a skank? What? Yeah. Like, very, very good musical well comedy played. right there. That's well also played. not a reference I understood back in the movie or the beginning of like this. I did not know who Gloria Steinem was. I was like, this is some history that I don't really care about. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll start singing again soon. Then we get to the po- like the the humiliation of it all mm-hmm. on a park bench outside of whatever. Mm-hmm. In Boston and, um, in the fall, she must be freezing. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I know she gets a sweatshirt out of it, but like that's not party attire weather like it's chilly there at that point it's After chilly dark, there it's death there's a chill in the air sorry i'm also just imagining like the next song chip on your shoulder um with christian borrell doing like an aggressive boston accent he's from roxbury <laughs> like hello? christian borrell is no emmett oh I don't emmett know okay right, right right is from yeah is chip on your shoulder it's it, it, that's the only cowardly move they made. It was not giving more people Boston accents. Mm-hmm. Jerry Mitchell, if you are listening, I know you're a big fan of the pod. Yeah. Um, do it all over again, but in Boston. 
He's from um, Pittsburgh. Okay. Chip on your shoulder. So what do we mm. think of this number? I love this number. Me too. I love it. Again, another one where I'm like, I'm in love. I'm in love with this man. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> in love. Yeah, oh my god. Uh, like, the way Laura Bell Bundy says hell in this, where she is like, it brought her into a personal circle of hell. Like, yeah. it's, it's all up in the her choices. Like, tongue. Um, so good. <laughs> Christian Borrell's shock of like, I'm sorry, you, <laughs> you came out here for what? You stalked a guy to an Ivy League school? Right. She did. That's she wild. Did. And she got into Harvard for it. <laughs> and she got into Harvard for it. Not even, like, I mean, like, yes, you can say, okay, the whole blonde thing did play a part in it, but, like, well, her ability to own the fact, hey, didn't we both, didn't we take the same LSAT? Yeah. Didn't we both get into the school? Aren't yes. we both here for this? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. She's not, um, and I also love this number because, obviously, we all know Emmett and Elle end up by the end of it, but nothing yes. in this song really reads as romantic. Right. This is not a song mm-hmm. that is, like, Except for like maybe the gift giving at the end with with Paulette with there, the who's like making eyes, yeah. right? Right, which like, is like your first little cute moment. Right? The rest mm-hmm. of it's just like these two people helping each other out and like forming a friendship. And I'm like, yes, I love mm-hmm. this. I love this for them. And it it's interesting because my roommate and I were talking about this. How like looking back, you can kind of see it as problematic because like in the movie, Elle really does like turns herself around, and right. in this, it's. Emmett being like, no, get your shit together. Yeah. But I feel like they did that without making it, like, a white knight savior kind of thing. Like, like you said, Karina, I think it was so much more about, like, them building the relationship and their friendship. Mm -hmm. Like, they have that, they have that adorable handshake. Like, this number was super fucking formative for me as a 15-year-old watching this. Like, Emmett is fully one of my dream roles to this day. And I think, like, this number is why. Um, And... Like, another, another like, it's not a full production number, but another number that lasts, like, ten minutes total. There's scene changes, set changes, costume changes. It goes through, like, two months worth of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of those costume this changes is... for the Greek chorus? Yes. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Chef's kiss. I read an interview with, in variety, like, an old Variety interview with Laura Bell Bundy about how she said that the directors were really, like, willing to listen to her input about some things, and one yes. of them was that she felt like Elle and Emmett did not have enough time to really, like, foster a relationship, and so th- they advocated to have more scenes like this for them to, like, so it's not just, like, and at the end, they're together, like, you wanted, right. you wanted to see that growth, so I feel like that's probably how yes. something like this came a- came a- came about. I love this. I'm, like, um, Full of iconic moments between the Red Bull thing. It gives me energy. Mm-hmm. And then, like, later on, you see him drinking the Red Bull. I fully thought she was about to yell out, it gives me wings. And it was just going to be a Red Bull commercial yeah. more than Look, it really was. Here's the thing. Could they afford it? Maybe. Were they going to pay for it? No. I wonder, like, this is full-on product placement. Like, did Red Bull have a hand in this? Like, I Red mean, Bull, JetBlue. Um, I, JetBlue. Chip Blue, I was There's like, okay. Richard Simmons. <laughs> yeah, Richard Simmons needed the help. <laughs> the entity of Malibu. Um, you know who doesn't but... get a product placement in this that is iconic in the movie? Is Mac MacBooks. Because the iconic yes. shot of the movie of Elle in the Playboy costume Yo. holding her orange MacBook computer that she's buying from the campus store, that does not make it in. 
I could only imagine that that boosted the sale of MacBooks by quite a bit in 2001. I know. They were so pretty. They were so cool. That was the age of, like, the really cool colors of MacBooks and iMacs. Like, come on. Um, You know what else I realized watching the show this time that, like, picking up a detail? So they come into Elle's room and trying to find their law books, and they finally find it, and it's, like, unopened. That either they had to re shrink wrap that book every night. Every night. <laughs> every night, someone's yes. job is to re wrap and shrink wrap that book. Is to re shrink wrap the book and like re mm-hmm. uh, re paper mm-hmm. the thing in the uh, admissions mm-hmm. uh, like dance essay thing yep. that she burst through like baby June <laughs> in Gypsy. Like so that's like they must have they must have props people on staff just for that just for that but like that's clearly part of their track like their pre-show track is to like reposter and like re shrink wrap things fucking love this song such a good number fucking love the ending um christian Brawl's little dancey sequence oh my god little miss woods comma l like so wholesome he just wants to see her succeed yeah mm-hmm. um then we have this uh this then we have this next scene where I realize that Paulette's uh, or um, Dewey is also and Kyle, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Andy yeah, and Carl, um, and like they have a cake shaped like a bone for the dog. Um, it's so like, cute. So when I did this show in high school, our my principal's dog uh, played Rufus. <laughs> Uh, he was also an English bulldog, mm-hmm. and his name was Vino because the Catholics. Um, mm-hmm. And he, yep. that dog drooled all over the stage, um, and he was the he was the star. Um, I don't think that yeah. the show uh, any the rest of the show mattered when we <laughs> just the dog. Oh man, best part the of the thing show is like, every review you read highlights the dogs, even if they're like yeah. we didn't really like the show. Love that there was dogs in <laughs> Love it. Love the dogs. I did a mm-hmm. show in college where the dog was not even in the script, but the director put a dog in the script that all he literally just came on stage and left. Took a treat from my hand and went off. We were just talking about that like this weekend. Why about, I believe that. About the presence of the dog that our campus hired to get rid of the, the goose, geese, yeah. The goose poop problem. Instead of hi- cleaning the goose shit, they bought a dog. They bought a sheep dog, yeah. In- he was well, not incredible. He worked well enough, but I was like, this seems like a weird fund <laughs> allocation. Right. And he became, like, an unofficial school mascot, too. Like, yeah. someone wrote a children's book about him, like... Yeah. Like, the, you can buy an Augie stuffed animal. Augie the doggy. Like, there was a day That's I had so to, like, cute. spend hours with him, like, walking him so we could bond. It was great. I was so popular that day. Um, the only thing I missed from the scene was, like, they totally could have incorporated the line, I'm taking the dog, dumbass. Dumb yeah. Like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only, th- like, the only thing making, like, keeping it from being top-notch. Um, Maybe, it, you know, it's really, like, that is a line that exists only in Jennifer Coolidge's voice. Like. Sure. But, like, Orfe could have totally made that her own and, like, made it her own iconic thing. And, like, it would have been just as good. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. This is a, this is a show about law. Um, <laughs> this is a show about law. I'm doing this for law. Um, that that little so song good. is not on the soundtrack. That little that little like stinger yeah. song. I forgot yeah. about she that discovers. until 
Me too. Until Me too. Like, oh yeah, there's this fun little reprise here. <laughs> and it's like, and it's L actually like being like, holy shit, I might actually enjoy being a lawyer, not just mm-hmm. um, chasing a dude. Not just chasing a dude. Yeah. Like I love that. Like this is such a wonderful little moment. Like again, character arc growth. It's great. And then we have the clo- the closing act yes. one number. Um, they all get the internship. Imagine being, so once again, at most these, this, they're 22 right now, right? Because it's been mm-hmm. another year, so they could be 22. Imagine getting proposed to in the hallway at, outside your, like, law classroom. Like, that's it. That's the whole situation. You've just gotten a, a, kind of, a cool internship, and then... I also have totally never clocked, like, that Vivian just gives Elle, like, total eyes and then accepts, which makes Mm -hmm. it really feel like she's not sold on Warner and didn't really, but it was like, well, I'm not going to say no with this woman who's been clearly Mm -hmm. chasing my man right here, Mm -hmm. so I guess I'll say yes, because she does not look jazzed. Right. This looks more like a fuck you to Elle. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Like, she made a decision. Yes. And then, like, we got that sad opening to the number. She sees her name up on that list. We have, like, mm-hmm. the boppinest act one closer of all of the aughts. Yeah. Like, it this is song... so hard. What's the ending note of this song? I think it's a C or a, okay. a B. Hold I've, on, let me... I've watched, like, there's clips on YouTube of, like, everyone doing this note. Oh, mm-hmm. this is another one of those super cuts. Yeah. This is, like, the number that people, like, point to when they're, like, Elle Woods is one of the hardest female roles to play. Yes! And and here's the thing, like, I remember, like, kind of similar to, like, Adina Menzel with Wicked, like, Laura Bell Bundy, like, did this show eight times a week. Yeah. Where you're on stage for 99% of it and, like, got some vocal damage from it. And, like, a lot of people dragged her for it, but, like... But like, but like, you you doing. do it. You try it, mm-hmm. and like, and it's not even like it's just vocally demanding. It's also so physically demanding. Physically, she's like doing cartwheel. She's doing like gymnastics. Yeah, and there's like yeah. ten full out dance numbers in this show. Like it is insane. I believe that final than before. Yeah. Um, I think that's like E flat, D flat, C. Okay. Which is hard. Mm-hmm. That's that's hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it looks hard. Um, also, I don't. I'm sure. I don't know if you guys seen it. I would imagine um, the clip from the performance where her shoe flies off into the audience. Yes. <laughs> yes. Whereas she's just doing like her like big power kick, and that shoe just goes right Not off. Not begun to fight straight into the audience. And then, like the consummate professional that she is, she finds a moment to take off the other shoe and, and just toss, toss it, off it stage. away brilliant and like going back to the whole vocalness of of it all like she sounds wonderful throughout this whole show yeah and like laura bell bundy um again my roommate and i were talking about like she's not afraid to put the choices over the vocal aspects of it and she's not afraid to like sound a little off or a little weak or whatever but this being like what six seven months into like they are established in their run at this point and she is still mm-hmm. nailing it yeah mm-hmm. fuck yes god i you're yeah this number is incredible the like the vocal talent it must take to do this eight shows a week is insane but yeah yeah your point about she's 
willing to take the choices over the vocals. Yes. You've just yes. nailed it. Like, that's, that's an such actor. a characteristic like, of this show. Yeah. So good. And I appreciate that so much about her. Yes. Yes. And, like, Laura Bell is kind of like a Sherry Renee Scott to me, where it's like, there's mm. like there are so many like working established Broadway actors that are just like that have the entire package can carry a show on their back n- pretty much no problem and still like make the artistic choices like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just God. so much so much respect and I just watched the How I Met Your Father episode where she shows up for a, a quick second because I don't think this spoils anything but there's a brief moment where like the captain and um, Becky just show up oh like, that's so funny yeah like it's it, it it's for nothing but yeah, i was just but... so happy to see it also laura Bellavandi made like i don't know if it was a full album or just some singles that are like country covers of popular songs and so her version mm. of sean mendes's stitches Ooh. 10 out of 10 would recommend mm-hmm. i want to check that out yes her um, like country singing I, i'm like i love this too i'll get behind it she's got right. the voice for it yeah We've been talking about this number, but, like, my only note here is no notes, just vibes. No notes, just vibes. That's right. Also, the iconic sweatshirt having all of the Greek chorus turn around to spell out Elle Woods. Yes. Cut to Nikki Snelson for Queen. Like, Jesus <sighs> motherfucking Christ on a skateboard. Mm-hmm. They are doing a full production number that is, again, like, seven minutes long. Yep jump roping and singing high notes and belting their faces off like how how truly how you got nikki snelson you got robin herder you got like maybe jessica lee golden and like jane krakowski in the day maybe even jane krakowski now i wouldn't put it past her like that's who like only those four you got those four blonde women and that's Mm -hmm. it yeah Mm -hmm. you've exhausted your supply of brooke windham's and I don't think I even clocked it when I was younger, but like this, like this is just so fucking impressive. Yeah, this is literally an exercise tape that you have to sing during eight times a week. Uh, another moment of like debunking theater magic because this is a, a number that plays with freeze frames because the conceit is that they're watching the video in the debriefing law room, and so at some point you see the brook switch from a regular jump rope to like a hard wire jump rope so when she pauses it stays mid-air so it looks like they've paused it mid-frame with the jump mm-hmm. rope in and i was like oh beautiful look at how they do things in the magic of theater incredible um also you can clock when you're watching the pro shot when they switch to this being set in the prison not the tape um it's just a bunch of men in wigs Yes. I had the same note. <laughs> it's just men yep. in wigs, which is why all the girls have to wear hats, so you don't be yep. like, why are these there? just a bunch of men in wigs in the background. <laughs> this walk so that mean girls could run with this. It did like, walk so... Like, I'm correct, right, that the same music writers? Oh, I, think, I don't know. Because I, I remember some people being like, they did such a good job in writing Legally Blonde, why is some of the music in Mean Girls trash? Uh, yeah, Nell Benjamin. Ooh. And Heathers, I believe. Did she also do Heathers? Did she? Uh, no, I'm thinking of Lawrence O'Keefe. Lawrence O'Keefe. Uh, mm-hmm. Who she's married Who? to now. Uh, well, right. that tracks. Okay, well, yeah. there we go. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I 
like, and it makes sense that I like the music in Mean Girls because I like the Hoobon so much, but some people really think it's dog shit. And really? I don't agree with them, but... I don't either. But there are some skips on the album, but... There is skips. There's skips on I Mean Girls, it. and there's not skips on Legally Blonde, so I will give you that. Look, I, Blood in the Water is a skip for me. I'm sorry. I, I, it's a I'm skip willing for me, to too, have. but I think on stage, I'm not like... All right, I'm bored. Like I normally am. It's not bathroom break like, time. Yeah, right. exactly. I'm like, what's that? Mean Girls okay. has Mean Girls has a lot more skips for me because I will skip most of Act Two. <laughs> so I'm trying to remember like what is, what numbers are in that show. Um, but but yeah, we have this excellent Act Two opener followed by like full full audience clapping. For the Delta New song chant that they do together, it's so like cute. that stopped the show. It is adorable, but like they, st- but like the entire audience went bananas for the Delta New chant. Um, you know what else the audience went nuts for? That is specifically because of this pro shot in the um, whipped into shape number where Callahan pauses and says mm-hmm. that Brooke has trouble trusting me. I'm the only hope she can, but I don't speak MTV. And then the, mm. the MTV paid audience was like, yeah! Woo! I'm imagining, like, the PA that had to go out, like, before, like, curtain went up. It was like, there's an MTV line in the second act. Can you, if you just, like, just really Some, cheer for that one, okay? Yeah, okay. Stage with an applause sign that was like, <laughs> don't forget who paid for you to be here. And without any further ado, Legally Blonde. <laughs> um, which... Also, apparently, this was in conjunction with the Hills in some way. Yes, it was. I think Lauren Hill like hosted the the premiere on the pink sure. carpet. I don't know. Oh, right, there was a pink carpet or there something. There was a pink right. carpet. <laughs> they brought the dog on the they carpet. They brought the yeah. And then the dog had a seat in the theater. <laughs> yes, I remember that. It might have been a different dog, but there was a Chihuahua like sat in a theater seat ready to watch the whole show. <laughs> Another cute, like, legal... Uh, well, this he is the scene the where thing. we first hear, like... Yeah, he says he the says thing. The he thing. says He says the thing. I don't want to see Ratty Corduroy or Legally Blonde. And, like, they have a little iconic thing that, like, was taken from this car in the movie, and now it's basically just in whatever room of the prison. Yeah. Where you have, just um... Just in, like, the visitation the whole... room or whatever. You right. Know. Yeah, where they're just chilling. It's a little flirty and, space. Like, she... You know. A little flirty thing. Calling him a butthead. No one's called <laughs> me a butthead since the third grade. <sighs> Not to um, your face. Like, yeah, not to your face. Like, man, it hit in the movie and it hit here it, 10 it, out of 10. It hits here for sure. And, like, this really interesting exchange that I don't think is in um, the movie, which is, uh, didn't your mom ever teach you to, to not judge a book by its cover? And Elle responds with, she did, but she also taught me that books with tattered covers tend to stay on the shelf. Right. This and I was is, like, okay. This is the okay. section of the musical where we say, yes, it's like, looks shouldn't matter or like appearances shouldn't matter but they do and we live in a society and so you have to kind of work with that right you mm-hmm. can't you can't necessarily change everything if you're trying to impress this man he values appearance this is Let's where right. shopping l pulls a queer eye on yes Emmett for it 100 <laughs> percent absolutely yep. yeah Queer Eye Ally, Elle Woods. Um, 
with that not being like cynical about it either like but with it being very well intended like kind of like kind of her chip on like her response to chip on your shoulder and like i love that he take like she takes him shopping and uh the whole watching him change before my eyes don't watch me change change. bit perfect comedy gold let me Um, hold on let me tell you something here when you go. go see this show live you're up in the mezzanine your 16 year old self is acutely aware <gasps> mm-hmm. of like the angle of theater and you're like because straight on they've made him a little changing table uh changing right. room uh when you are viewing it from an angle that is up here you're like oh my god wait hold oh. on that's a man's boxers i can't look I, he's, he's, <laughs> oh in, my god. he's in boxers right now and i'm like don't look but i'm like also i'm going to look because <laughs> yes. this handsome like, man changing Mom? clothes on the stage <laughs> there with my grandmother and i'm like she's she's he's doing it he's this isn't pretend he's taking his pants off right now (laughs) this is real he's just doing that can you believe (laughs) oh man and like my roommate and i were talking about this like this is the four science scene where it's like why is there always a like a scene where the girl ties a guy's tie and it's really sexy because it is because it is (laughs) I wish like, I knew how to tie a tie, pro- but I, I... It's the proximity? You know? Yeah. Like, Monica, I will make sure that we have time zoned out so that I can teach you. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> great. It's, it's really important that I know. Um, it is. They're just like, so, um, like... Ooh. It's a really, like... It's an intimate mm. act of... Mm-hmm. Of... Yeah. And, like, this song got me so emotional. It was it's, so sincere, like... Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I don't it's know. It's beautiful, if, like if even you, with the comedic subtext. Yeah. I don't know if you guys caught this at the end, which I had never seen before, despite seeing this so many times. At the end of the song, he like is fully like leaning his head, like going in for the kiss, and she just hugs him, and it's like sweet, yep. and yeah. he takes it, but it's like, oh, okay, oh, there is, it is. He knows. He knows. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Really, this song could be seen as like. The whole like you could break this if you wanted to be cynical about it. You could be like, this song is just breaking L down to like the only thing she has to offer Emmett is like fashion advice. You could break it down and be really cynical about it, but it's just so sincere how it's played. I can't right. like mm-hmm. he she's totally. giving him a gift that this is she that and he's yeah. accepting it and it's perfect and it's beautiful and there's nothing wrong with it. Sorry, it's so sweet. Like yeah. he he like knows. That he's worth, like, putting time into, like, taking care of himself now. And it's just so... Yes. Oh, my God. And, like, he comes out of the dressing room, and they're both just like, whoa, he's so handsome. And then his line is The outside matches your inside, like... But it starts with him being like, I look like Warner. And she goes like, yeah. like, And then he's like, but I'm not Warner. It's just, like, goofy old me. And she's like, no... That's what makes it so great is that you're a good person inside and now you yeah. just you, you look professional. So yeah, it's yeah. just it's beautiful. Just all the feelings. This was also a number that Laura Bell Bundy advocated to like have something like this exact like thing to keep on developing that relationship and it's mm, chef's kiss <sighs> beautiful. Oh my god, yes. Then we go to uh andy carl in tight shorts yep um which mm-hmm. like you, like jerry mitchell oh god forgive me for this um uh, he put his whole he put his whole uh Mussy. i don't know I did. yes yeah. 
Machusi, yeah, yeah his ju- whatever that whatever the yeah. Jerry Mitchell ism of it is, he yeah. put his entire we'll circle that back. into like <laughs> these. <laughs> call him up ask him what he prefers (laughs) right jerry mitchell i know you're listening right now um this whole like the the last like 20 minutes of this musical is just like him putting his whole jerry mitchell gay rights into this Mm -hmm. the ability for annalee ashford to steal the scene even when she is giving it to serena literally yeah like phenomenal and oh so good this number is perfect this number is perfect. perfect. I did not realize it was this late in the show. Yeah, it's really late mm-hmm. in the show, which is great. Yeah. Because, you know, Act 2 can drag sometimes. You never know. Mm-hmm. But not with this. No. Um, I do love, like, they made... Uh, so, like, there's that iconic moment in the bend and snap scene in yeah. the movie where there's just, like, the one woman in the tracksuit who's, like, dancing and, like, stuff. Yeah. And, like, I like that they changed that to, like, here's how we did it in the Laker Girls. And, like, mm-hmm. okay, I see what you did mm-hmm. there. Yeah, it's just, um, yeah, the bend and snap is fun. The bend and snap as a move looks ridiculous. It would never it, work yeah. in real It does life. not make sense to me, like, logically, but no. I think, like, I don't know. It, Elle said it in 2001, and and we believe it, and it's part of our reality we now. It. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen anyone even try to do it in real life, but it's fine. In this little pretend world, it's like a little magic... <laughs> A little magic boy summoner, and it's great. <laughs> right. Also, man, I love, I love that this like after Paulette does it, and all those t- trashy looking Boston boys show up, and we're like, oh, that's not really who she should inspire to date, but okay. And she does <laughs> give us a freaking wicked stunning, and I'm like, there mm-hmm. it is. That's what we want. <laughs> Check. Check. Oh man, there should be more. But I'm glad we got that one. Yeah, we need we yeah. That's the real one moment of Boston visibility. She's freaking wicked, stunning. Representation. Um, that's what we all deserve. <laughs> um, and that also that was another one that broke the house. Like there yep. was just full on like mm-hmm. stall like stall the show entrance applause for all those douche dudes. Yeah. Boppin' number, love it mm-hmm. or Faye. Kills it. Is the moment icon. And then we go to the courtroom. This is where I notice, like, there's the one, like, L understudy who's, like, kind of the first cover. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if there is a princess track, it's her because I was just like, oh, yeah, she's here, too. <laughs> that's fair. That's, like, yeah. that's for no one but me, I guess. But, um. No, it's good. This is the things we have to notice. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I guess the bend and snap bit replaces, like, don't you stomp last year's Prada shoes at me, honey, or whatever that line was. Yeah. Which, like, I and don't like, love. I, I kind of, I'd like, I think the moment of Gadar is better with the, with the mentioning of last year's Prada shoes rather than, because right. like I said, the bend and snap, when they actually do it, looks kind of ridiculous. It doesn't actually look particularly sexy. Yeah. Um, I mean, but it was funny to have, like, the whole, like, hey, can you do that again, please? Yeah. No, like, yes. bit of it, like, mm-hmm. that's a cute little funny bit. You got the coded lesbian thing. Yeah. You get, like warner looking at his ex yeah you get you get emma just kind of being like what oh no, yeah not i don't know what you're talking professional no. um mm-hmm. professional this was the well for this a lot of this doesn't age well first of right. all the fact that this character's name is nikos archie tacos is <laughs> you say it out loud and you're like oh also this is the first time i clogged that nikos also plays sandeep padamadan in the yes. harvard yes and i was like those are 
vaguely okay. <laughs> ethnic actor. Yes, they're like you Ooh. are not white, so they have the guess they have what? the one track. Yep. Yeah. Oof. Um. So then we go into a number that has not aged well, but is still like a bop. Yeah. It's. It's, it is definitely fun, and, like, this was definitely, like, the mood of, like, 2007 yeah. with, like, discussing men's sexuality. Mm-hmm. It was, like, the whole Metro, like, is he gay? Is he European? Does he just have taste? Right. Like. <laughs> I just listened to a whole podcast about, the like, an episode about the term metrosexual and, like, its rise to, like, fame, basically, and how we... How we got there and how suddenly everyone was talking about metrosexuals and then it just kind mm-hmm. of stopped being something it we just had to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. I guess because it just became like acceptable for men to have taste and suddenly <laughs> or, like, it wasn't. for them to take care of themselves. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. We were like, oh, that's a good thing actually. <laughs> yeah, this right. was about the time when having a sense of caring about yourself was like metrosexual. Right. Um, so that's what, th- this song is that moment. Yeah. Yes. Another reason I don't think this would work in, like, 2022 is that Nikos would just, he would be, a, a, what is termed an insta-gay, and he would have yeah. 100,000 yes. followers. There's no way he yeah. wouldn't be out of the closet at this point, but, you know, no. for the 1, purposes well, because that's, like, the funny thing about it. Not to, like, go on a time tangent, but, like, yeah. they, at the end, they have a little bit, like, 2000 and, like, cutaway. Mm-hmm. But also, Emmett clearly says, I'm class of 2005, right. represent. And so it's, like, of course, like, mm-hmm. like, you could justify, like, the non-social media insta-gay of it all. Yeah. Just by saying, like, yeah, this is 2005 and we lean into it or right. whatever. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's a period piece now. It's a period piece. It is. No one, it really no is. one has a smartphone. And it's for class of 2005. She has a pink razor. She flips that thing yes. closed. Like, that is... Yes. That is period. It's beautiful. The, yes. I'm, I'm wondering how much time they spent, like, choreographing this number and this full fucking playoff that's half as long as the number with um, Nico and, I get Carlos, Carlos is the boyfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just... Just fully dancing around the stage while a scene change happens around them. And then the border of the... The set turns into a rainbow because Legally Blonde said gay rights. Yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of beautiful how, like, yeah, they really shouldn't have outed him. But, like, now no. he's so happy to be out and proud. And so, gay rights. Yeah. And, gay rights. And not to perjure yourself on a court of law. Exactly. Right. It's, um, it's, like, I listen to it now and I really can't be, like, I can't listen to this number without being, like, Oh boy. Everything about it is <laughs> troubling. Everything. And now I'm just like, okay, people do this. They're they're about to do this this show in London this year. Yeah. They gotta contend with that. Are okay. They really? Um Yeah. And I Buy think um ticket. I think Elle Woods is gonna be played way. by um a curvy black woman. Okay. Um Hell yeah. I forget I forget, like, maybe she's not black, but I remember, like, like she's very specifically a woman of color, and, like, mm-hmm. she, yeah, she was uh, one of the ladies of six, and, um, oh, she's... Oh, yeah! Oh, I don't remember which one yeah. she is, but yes. That's amazing. Um, I love that. We have this first instance of, like, Warner, be useful, get me coffee, mm-hmm. Splenda, and Skim. Another <laughs> moment where they were just like, we did the job today, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the bar. <laughs> Never noticed Vivian in the background of this one before, where, like, 
Callahan mm. fully just like face plants L mm-hmm. with the so, cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is actually a change from the movie that I really like. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because in the movie, it's Vivian who discovers, like, walks in on L being, let's make it clear, they keep using the term hit on in this. That's not what this is. No. This is sexually, right. being hurt, being sexually assaulted. I wish yes. they would. I wish at any point they would say that in this show instead of the term "hit on," but whatever, different yeah. time. Yeah. Um, right. So in the show, Vivian like catches them in the act and is like, "Wow, I can't believe I thought I thought better of you." Turns out you're just another blonde girl sleeping her way to the top. And in this, right. you see Warner and Vivian like through the window, and Warner sees them kiss and like runs. And mm-hmm. Vivian stays, like, a half a beat longer and sees mm-hmm. Elle come in with the slap. So then Warner becomes the whole asshole in this situation. Mm-hmm. And Vivian is, like, women supporting women a little bit. Right. Which, like, if you're gonna cut Holland Taylor's character to be the one to essentially say legally yes. blonde rights... Yes. Like, I, I think what they did with the Vivian character here was just so brilliant. Like, such a small character that, like, has her has her time. Growth, mm-hmm. baby. Um... But, like, you have so much growth right in this moment. And, like, Vivian's even the one being like, Warner, stop. Yeah. You're being a dick. Mm-hmm. Um, because this girl just got sexually assaulted by her professor and boss. And boss. So. Like, zero for two. Um, mm-hmm. And this was where, so, Monica, I had to, like, sit Monica down the other day and be like, no, take a look at this. Because oh, in the yes. middle of, <laughs> in the middle of, like, I'm sad, I'm moving back to L.A., I give up. Here's a very, like, like sad number where Laura Bell Bundy is owning the acting. Mm-hmm. Again, back to, like, the choices over the vocals. Yeah. Um, the vocals, I mean, the vocals are fine, but, like, she is fully acting this. Yeah. And she is duetting with Christian Borle as Emmett. They are like, please stay. No, I can't. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. In the middle of this is just a giant fucking fire extinguisher. Huh. On the wall. And okay. that was a design choice. Yeah. <laughs> They they fully someone fully said no. I need it to look like an office. I need them to know where we are. That where we are, and it's not even like it's on the ground. It's a big fucking fire extinguisher, just like plastered mm-hmm. on the doorway. And it's also like earth toned, so that it doesn't like stand yeah. out. But it's also yes. there. There. And, and it didn't need to be there. I can't stop thinking about it now that you showed me. <laughs> I apologize, but I'm also not sorry. Okay. Wow. What a choice. They were like, we can't, this is a, a professional institution. They would have fire safety. They'd be up to code. We can't I ignore would, that. I almost kind of wish they, like, used it as, like, like pulled it out and was like, fog effect, you know? Yeah. Ooh. No, I, it's just there. I still support it, even though it's right. distracting to me. Now. Again, chaotic good. Someone was bored building sets that day and was like, this is, this, we need this. Mm-hmm. This will make right. all the difference. Or, like, the scenic designer was, like, presenting all of, like, the, yeah. like, the renderings. And, like, they made an effort to be like, yeah, and, like, because, as you know, we're in a building, so we had to have a fire extinguisher there. And everyone was like, yeah, so smart. Realism, of course. Realism, yeah. Because we have this, like, this Barbie doll pink girl in a world of monotone. Yep. Mm-hmm beige mm-hmm. this number also has yeah. a beautiful moment which is two characters singing an emotional uh duet to each other with a literal door through in between a door them. and i was just yep. like yep yeah man roll if it back again the door wasn't there 
Oh no. They would be able to... <laughs> this oh, door man. is a literal door between us. <laughs> <laughs> it's a metaphor and it's also not. It's a um, metaphor but it's also not at all a metaphor because the door is keeping them apart. Literally. I love um, it. Oh, and yeah, this is and when we get our So emotional. So emotional. So emotional. Christian Borrell's out here saying that he loves Elle. I think this is another there's so many times that this happens and I think this is the perfect example of a really good use of modulation in the song mm-hmm. where they're like, I know that I'm so much in love, back to this, and it just goes yeah. up, and it's like, ah, ah. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's great. Man, this number, like, not that this one's a skip, but, like, you kind of forget, like, this one obviously gets overshadowed by what's about to come, right. Legally Blonde, the remix. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is a full number with, like, a full arc and, like, is just really beautifully done and orchestrated and directed like mm-hmm. like respect come on and then we get to the legally blonde remix it is the remix it it's is the, the remix yes. oh character high development notes. belting high notes yeah irish dance <laughs> it's got everything irish dance. this number has everything it has a full the- parade in it a weird <laughs> like, amount of like pro-america propaganda <laughs> It has a golf oh, cart. Look, Come it has on. a golf cart. Like literally, like my note here is like Jerry. Like they said, they said you can either have female empowerment, a dance, a, an Irish step dance break, or a high A flat. And Jerry Mitchell said yes. <laughs> this... I also love that the mom shows up, and she's carrying a cocktail. As the mom, she is yes. carrying a cocktail around Harvard Law. <laughs> and I said, "You're right. Take a picture." She's drunk as fuck, this whole thing. Um, She did what she needed to do. Margo, Serena, and Pilar all show up in red, white, and blue jackets, which is like, they were like, this is time for the law, which is American, so we will dress appropriately. Right. Um, I will (laughs) say, like, I feel like this was the right level of America propaganda before the American flag became, like, incredibly scary. Mm -hmm. Like... Mm -hmm. Like, they, they snuck that right in under the wire there. And um, it's just, like, a tiny little American flag that she's waving around, which is also hilarious. Like, she's just waving a tiny flag. It's not even, yeah. like, a flag you could really see from the stage, like, unless you were on stage. This, and also, like, Annalie Ashford fully catches a package yes. that, like, Andy Carl just throws yes. at her. So they can Irish um, step dance in the middle of So it. they can Irish step dance. The <laughs> wildest dance break in all of musical theater history. Also, I don't know if you noticed this. I found, I saw this on TikTok. Hand me my dog. She yeah. puts the dog on her shoulder. <laughs> Hand me my bag. She throws the bag over her shoulder onto, onto the, the dog, dog bag. Yes. Yes. Like, zero fucks given. Fine. Fine. Um, so, did we all have, uh muni dance combo flashbacks listening to this number because i did of the oh time yes. where i tiktoked for you page was only people doing the mm-hmm. dance combo to audition for this mm-hmm. yep because it starts with like dog bag and there's I yeah just, mm. so i was like this is yep. what people want They're, this is everyone's dream so to be in this number again all of this for missouri <laughs> for missouri so i want to i want to be sure have we yes. all seen Kate Schindel's closing night performance of this song. <laughs> she, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot believe that she options up. I didn't know that was an option. It was an option, and she <laughs> okay. took it. She, she took that option. Yes, she took, she took the option. She brought her options to the table and said, I will be doing this. God, this number Love. is just so... 
It's so good. This other thing that I read, I, I read an article that was an interview with Andy Carl and Orfe, and they were talking about how they were like, I don't know how I feel about this Irish dance thing. And like when they did it for like the, they did it for industry people, they didn't like really react to it. But then as soon as they brought it to like a real audience, everyone was like, holy shit, this is the best part of the show. And yeah. I'm inclined to agree. Like yeah. it is yes. just, it doesn't make any sense, but it it's makes no sense. still perfect. Still perfect. Chaotic good. Do you know what it is? It's like the chokehold that River uh, that Riverdance had on us, like because Riverdance would air on yeah. TV every year, <laughs> yes. and it was yep. like my oh shit. My I was like, we have to be home to watch the Riverdance performance. Everything about this number, down to like Natalie Joy Johnson belting for her life, back the hell out of her way. Yep, just full powerhouse. Loved yes. it, and I think I talked about um. The, the Kate Schindel video with Seth Rudetsky where yeah. she just sings high A flats at the end of every iconic number. Yeah. She was talking about in that video how like, so this is kind of a smaller character and like you have this one number and it kind of gets away from you so I had to take it back in a way. Mm-hmm. And this is how she does it. It's just by sitting on an E flat and then just sliding up to an A flat, sustaining the A flat and just like, cool, we're gonna go, we're gonna continue on with the show now. Mm-hmm. Cool? It's above the the staff. Above she above the, it's staff. above the staff. Like ledger lines. It's queen shit, is what it is. It's queen shit. And then you have like this like really funny courtroom scene. Um, um. Okay, I have to have I have to have another fangirl moment for you because I was watching this and at one point I was like I'm distractible, so I was like looking away, and I hear like. So yeah, they come in and it's like I'll I'll be her adult in this situation because she's a law student and like calls out Callahan for hitting on students when he by which when he definitely means sexually assaulted. But right. then she's like, Oh thank you and he has this moment where he just like leans in and goes like the line is, Did you actually did you actually think I was going to let you get away? And it had it the visceral reaction I had he, like I can't describe it. I was like, Hold on I had, like, a sense memory from being 16 and being like, this is the most romantic thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yes. I had to rewind and rewatch it to be like, holy fuck. It's just him. Like, yeah. it's it's the reverse of the tying the tie. It's the reverse of the tying the tie, and it's then okay. it's coming back and being like, I'm not letting you get away from me. Oh, and I'm like, God. and not in a creepy way that sounds like... Right! I wrote down Confident King for that moment. Yes. Because... He's in, he's in his new suit. His hair is all done. The woman he loves is still here. Mm. <laughs> Glowed up. 100%. Another thing that I don't know, I don't remember if this is in the script. Um, I don't think it is, because it felt like very much like a throwaway improv line. But she, uh, Nikki Snelson, Brooke Wyndham fires Callahan. Mm-hmm. And one, right. of the, one of the girls is like, it's like The Apprentice. And then yeah. this throwaway line is, that show got canceled. Canceled. I'm like, it was funny then, and it takes on a very different meaning now. And yep. I think yeah. it, this is one instance where the the dated reference aged well. <laughs> it did. Yes. It did the right yes. thing it, w- it made a full life cycle, because if, this, if we were doing this podcast just two years earlier, it would have been like, oh. No, but now we're back, and it's it's good. So you have the structure of Elle questioning mm-hmm. 
chutney with a big tragic perm. Yeah. Um, and rather than just reading her on the stand as it is, they decide, okay, to prove a point, let's all go back to the crime scene. We are going to perm Enid's hair, and we are going to put her in the shower. Not only do they do that, but as part of the set change, all they do with the judge's thing is just take away the front piece. The judge has been sitting on an elevated toilet for this whole time. This Mm -hmm. whole time. Mm -hmm. And all it is is just a toilet next to, like, a stool that is below the toilet. Yep. Funny as fuck. When I did the show, I was... uh, One of the roles that I played was the court stenographer. And I thought it... And I maybe it still is. Maybe it still is. Peak comedy that the stenographer machine, whatever that's called, uh, turns into toilet paper. And yep, she is, is reading yes toilet paper. Great jokes, good jokes. Comedy, it's comedy. Comedy, is what it, is. it is comedy. It's so stupid and good. So smart. <laughs> yeah, we skip the movies version where like Elle Woods is kind of like fumbling into an answer, and instead she realizes it pretty quickly, so they could instead use that time to have a scene change number where they go <laughs> to the bathroom. Right. Mm-hmm. Paulette perms Enid's hair in between in travel time. And then they right. literally put her in the shower. And it's... To prove the point. To prove the point. She would not have gotten in the shower after her perm. She mm-hmm. did it. Right. That's we it. We have our fourth reprise of, oh my god, yep. mm-hmm. the judge lady has a whole moment in that. Love it. I do feel like we need to acknowledge that this this, this court case is actually, like, incredibly tragic. <laughs> like... <laughs> yes! Like... Oh my god, she killed her dad. Like, yeah. that is, yes. like, this that's is terrible. Awful. Oddly enough, I remember that's what stuck with me when I saw the movie when I was like eight years old. It was like, oh no, you killed that your Linda dad. That Linda Cardellini killed her dad, yeah. Yes. Also, no, no, no. The whole thing no, of like, baby. Brooke Wyndham's like a clear caricature of like an L.A. gold digger, right? But right. it also mm-hmm. feels very kind of specifically Anna Nicole Smith to me. The idea mm. that, like, because Anna Nicole Smith famously had a very long court battle um, mm-hmm. to try to get the money that her late husband left her. And it's very, and like, she was, you know, blonde and beautiful and had a very old man husband who lavished her with money. And this mm-hmm. feels like that's sort of like a reference to that. Um, except there was no murder in the Anna Nicole Smith case, just family politics. Allegedly. No, no one murdered anyone there. I know. That man I know, was very old. He was gonna die. He, he was fucking old. He was yeah. like eighties, like ninety something. Right. When he died. I know. I know. But yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's so interesting. I never like clocked that before. The tragedy or the Anna Nicole Smith of it? Because it's the Anna both. Nicole Smith parallel. Yeah. Well, she's she's blonde, gold digger, like gold digger sure. vibes. And then we have this big, like, big emotional happy ending where, like, we kind of have, like, the version of um, the subtitles that get that yep. tell them, like, where we are now. Yep. And it's just um, Paulette just singing about all of it. This is and, like, surely the only musical in the world that mentions the town of Worcester, right? Like, <laughs> Yes, it's gotta. No one it's else gotta. is. Just like how um, I think Wedding Singer is the only one that mentions the town of Paramus, New Jersey. Yeah. Everyone in Worcester was like, woo. <laughs> yeah, <Yay>. visibility. <laughs> we don't need to give Worcester visibility. <laughs> I love it. Where are they now? I love the character arcs for everyone. 
man like and then and then Emmett or L proposing to Emmett super emotional them kissing at the very end of that like fucking sexy like come it's a, on it's a great kiss um, it's a great good. kiss. Emmett is wearing a pink tie to show solidarity for the woman that he loves. Um, yes. And he echoes the beginning because she proposes and he fires back with his own, like, oh my god, oh my god, which is, you know, mm-hmm. the motif. And typically yes. what a woman would say when getting proposed to, but they flip the script. And everyone's happy. And it's a great ending. <laughs> It's a great ending, and then Elle comes out in the courtroom dress, but shinier. Bedazzled. At the the bow. Yes. Bedazzled. A special quick change to get her her, her rightful applause. Yes. Right. (sighs) They made a dress just for that. It's beautiful. When you listen to this on the soundtrack, if you go through the finale, there's like a 30 second to 45 second bit of silence, and then it ends with just Kyle coming in. Mm-hmm. With his like, his like big band intro, and then his lines about "Hi, I'm Kyle. This is my first stop of the day." That's just like on the soundtrack, and then he exits my with God. trumpets, and you're like, "Yeah, great, thanks." I always <laughs> forget that that's there, and then when I listen to it, which is regularly, um, it comes up, and I'm like, "That's right, that's right. This is our post credit scene." Our post credit scene. scene. Right. In the Legally Blonde Cinematic Universe is Kyle. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, give us that spinoff. Well, we've just spent two hours talking about Legally Blonde the musical. Tune in next time when we're back to Glee, I guess. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we could watch this again right now. Oh, a thousand percent. Is it, Here, to tie it all together, in a world where they did, like, obviously they had, they could have done Legally Blonde because of the timeline. But in a world where they did do Legally Blonde, are any of these songs appropriate for Glee? Like, would they have done any of them? So much better. Rachel Berry would have done so much better. We all know that. They couldn't get get away with the orgasm joke in Glee, though, I don't think. They wouldn't make an awkward cut of it, because, again, the song is eight minutes long, so they would be... (laughs) Yeah, that's true. They do a weird Mm. version of Bend and Snap. The cheerleaders all do Bend and Snap. I do feel like Rachel could do, like, a a Legally... the, The song Legally Blonde. Just... Like the ballad version, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then Mercedes comes in with the the remix. Yes, yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, this is one of those things where we ask where people are like, "What's something you're glad Glee didn't do?" I think this might be one of my answers. Where I'm like, no, they didn't. They shouldn't touch it. <laughs> maybe just hear me out. Maybe just hear me out. Mm-hmm. Maybe just hear hear me out. Maybe okay. just maybe maybe just maybe all the boys on the football team doing whipped into shape. Okay. I could give you that. I could give you that a little bit. Mm-hmm. That that could work in some and way. And that's just because I love jump rope choreography. Mm-hmm. Right. I well, and they'd all be wearing that. wigs. Um, yeah. I, I'm sure there'd be some sort of, <laughs> uh, like, vaguely homophobic joke in there from Sue Sylvester. Like, right. That, <laughs> that's the they do... This is actually a, a theme episode where they do only Legally Blonde, and Will comes in and Bee's like, I'm having legal trouble, so today's theme. <laughs> I'm in a severe court case. And it's funny, I just heard about this brand new musical called Legally Blonde. It's based on a movie from 2001. God. No. All right, yeah. they don't. They didn't deserve Legally Blonde. No one did. And Better off. We're That's lucky right. to have it. Mm-hmm. Monica, where can people find you on social media if they would like to? You can find me 
at Monica Goff on Instagram. That's it. <laughs> That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Karina? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all under the same handle, which is at Epic Adventure of. And you can find me at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram, meandjbrotsky.com. Um, iBroads on TikTok if, for the non-consistent videos that I post every so often, whatever. Um, but the show is at gleeaggressive, gleeaggressive at gmail.com. Man, that's that's the show. Monica, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for having me here. I, Ian, you know that I will, I listen to Legally Blonde in not appropriate times um and i'm just so happy to have been able to talk to you guys about this for the past two hours